Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. We are back after a month. month. Yeah. Um, we've been away. Uh, I, after the holidays, I wasn't feeling great. Um, I think I got like some crazy ass next level flu. <clears throat> and, uh, and then you were schooling. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. But um, we're glad to be back. Absolutely. You know, I was schooling, coaching, working, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So, so we couldn't we couldn't make time. We tried to we tried to do this a little bit. Uh, I think the Arsenal City we uh, not Arsenal City Arsenal United. We tried to come back, uh, start the episodes again. That mm-hmm. uh, didn't work out. That uh, our schedules couldn't match. So we just said, you know what? Whenever we have time, we'll do it. Yeah. So. A month later, and here we are. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome Happy. back to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. That's right. Awesome. Let's get right into it, man. A lot has been happening in the football world, bro. It's a crazy. Ton. It's crazy. That's on. We've looked at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're going to cover in Chelsea today, but <laughs> Chelsea has been doing some mad things. This transfer, transfer market. <laughs> this transfer market. Um, yeah, Chelsea's the only one I can think of. Uh, and then... <clears throat> You've got Arsenal running this league now. Mm-hmm. They've been absolutely dominating uh, the Premier League, yeah. and they look quite on the money. Yeah. They look quite on the money. Uh, we've also had Manchester United kind of show some sort of like life, mm-hmm. some renaissance. You've got Marcus Rashford firing on all cylinders. It's been crazy. Yeah. So we have a ton. We also, uh, just to throw it out there, uh, we also... Got news of Frank Lampard getting the sack. Yeah. We are covering that because you guys all know our opinions when it comes to Frank Lampard. <laughs> yeah. My opinion, different shades from obviously Victor's opinion. Yeah. But yes, you guys are going to hear it today. So without further ado, let's get right at it. We'll start off with City. I mean, not City. Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to do that, but when I'm... I hate to be in this situation. I'm kind of looking in uh, in comparison between City and uh, Arsenal. Who uh-huh. are the lesser of two evils? For me, Arsenal is Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, personally, their fan base are absolutely annoying. Yeah. Oh, my God. They've kind of been stuck in this banter, years of banter era, and all of a sudden, it seems like they found their way out. Mm-hmm. And they are absolutely, absolutely annoying. Yeah. But look at them now. Look at where they are now. They're even more annoying. How they're even more annoying. <laughs> the question is, how did they turn this around? What happened? It's Arteta. Arteta. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, you know, when, when, when he got hired and everything, you know, everybody was like, oh, we're gonna see what's happening. But I knew Arteta was the better out of like Frank Lampard, out of Ole. Just because of the sole fact that he has won something, right, and and he won it on his first season there, right. So, um, we all know like the development Arteta has already gone through. You know, being Pep's student, basically coming in and taking taking the reins for Arsenal, but also the balls that he had shown during the times when he when things got a little bit sticky, especially with Aubameyang, and. What a crazy thing, because everybody was, like, pissed off at Arteta when he first did that, but then now everybody's singing songs that <laughs> that Arteta made the right decision, pretty much, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Obama Yang needed to go. And as I, I always say this, like, you know, the manager always sees something that we are not seeing, right? 
and he obviously made that call and and it had bettered the team because what it what 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 it did was basically made everybody step up mm-hmm. right made everybody step up you got guys you got Odegaard now as the fucking captain of fucking Arsenal right well you, you wouldn't have thought that like a couple seasons ago that Odegaard will be the captain for Arsenal but lo and behold he's there and he's performing unbelievably right He's showing what a captain does, right? Yeah. What a captain does steps up in those moments when, when, when nothing is there. Um, also pushing his team, encouraging them, you know, giving that positive vibe. Also being a hardhead sometimes, right? And it's 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 working so well for them right now because everybody is just gelling, everybody's clicking, and it's like their form just has no has no end to it at mm-hmm. the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the Premier League. I mean, we could talk about FA Cup, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, Ateta is smart. He he's intelligent. The way he 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 masterminds his plans, right? It's almost like he's thinking three steps ahead while people are thinking one or two, right? So, um, and I think a lot of that comes from being with Pep, right? A lot of that comes from being with Pep and actually developing the right way, right? But obviously, so some people will argue and they'll be like, "Oh, he," but he never really had like, uh, like a full time to manage a team by himself before getting a big job like Arsenal. But hey, it's it's what it is. He he's had enough, um, enough support, and I think he still has enough support because what happens is I think um, I'm still hearing like like him and Pep still keep in touch, like they still talk. So Pep still coaches him still on some things, right? Some. Maybe he's asking him for advices here because at the end of the day, Pep is like his mentor, right? Mm. So, um, it, what a great, what a great guy to have like as your mentor, basically, right? Absolutely. Put everything all together, and the way he plans and articulates all his plans so clean, and then the way his strategies and his his tactics are, he plays makes team plays their game, right? So it's like, and he hasn't. He hasn't faulted away from what he wants. It's always been the same thing. And it's always been trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And now you, we're all seeing that, pro- that process materialize. Absolutely. I right? also think like there's a couple of things here we need to mention. The backing from the Kruenke family is yeah. absolutely huge. It is very, very important that you get that type of backing. If you're a new manager mm-hmm. and you're trying to make a name for yourself, Things could have gone really crazy with the whole Aubameyang scenario. And then you fast forward with Lacazette too as well. Yeah. But they stood by it. And they stuck their guns. They said, look, this is the guy. This is what we're going to be doing. I also even want to call out like the um, Stan Kroenke's son. I can't remember his name. But I don't know if you remember that interview he did. <clears throat> and what that told me was, it told me that this is leadership that is willing to come out in front of everybody and tell them, we are here. Mm-hmm. We are listening. Yeah. And you guys just wait, trust us. We will get you guys to where you need to get exactly. to. That is, you, you will never see that from the Glazers. No. You would never. But you know who did this earlier the other day, that I, the other time that I saw it? Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley. Yeah. Todd Bowley did it. You know who also did it before him? Abramovich. Mm-hmm. The one time he comes out, he clears up the whole thing. This yeah. is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. That just tells me I am invested in this club. I'm invested in what this guy brings. I'm invested in what the people are bringing. Uh, in what the fans bring every single day, 
And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to show you guys what we have ready for you guys. We're mm -hmm. going to be on the up and you guys will be a part of that journey with mm -hmm. us. That is a, that nothing. Yeah, nothing more could ever show everybody like your hand that says, this is our guy. Mm -hmm. Stand by him because we are going to be standing by him. Yeah. I know a lot of people who wanted Arteta out. Oh, like, yeah. oh last oh, yeah. season, wanted him out. They've all flipped. They've mm -hmm. all turned. Yeah. You know, like, we got to back him. We yeah. got to go all the way mm -hmm. because... He has won us over. His performances have won us over. What he's doing right now is showing us that he's the real deal. That's right. The other things too as well, when you talk about backing, they gave him Gabriel Jesus. Mm -hmm. The moment Obama Young leaves, the moment Lacazette leaves, yeah. Gabriel Jesus. Everybody were making fun of this, this signing, uh, except me. Um, I don't know about you, but except yeah, I was not no, making I fun of it. No, I don't think I, but, don't th I wasn't making fun yeah. of it because he was what they needed. Yeah. Right? So they were they were everybody were like, oh, he's not a goal scorer. Like you guys are replacing no goals with no goals. Gabriel mm -hmm. Jesus brings much more to that team yeah. than anybody could ever imagine. Absolutely. Zinchenko now came in, so not only did he just solve a problem forward, maybe not not goal scoring wise, but a forward that can give them something that can play the style that he wants. Mm -hmm. He solves it defensively as well. Yeah. Kieran Tierney is always injured. Mm -hmm. You don't know where to, how, what happens to this guy. So what does he do? Kieran Tierney is always injured. What does what does he do? He ends up get, bringing in Zinchenko. Zinchenko. Yeah. A guy who is solid. Mm -hmm. A midfielder turned left back. Yeah. A guy now that can give him more dynamism in the way he wants to play. Yeah. If he wants to play an overlapping fullback... Zinchenko can be that guy. Mm -hmm. If he wants to play an extra guy in the midfield, Zinchenko can be that guy. Right. What Arteta and these guys are doing right now, my goodness. Look, it's for me, it's a lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. Personally, would I want them to win the league? Hell no. Hell, Hell no. I don't want Arsenal to win nothing. I <laughs> really don't. But... You're a Manchester United fan. I'm a Manchester United, United fan. fan. I don't yeah. care. Like Before, I used to be like, oh, you know what? I hate Arsenal more than I hate City because City, to me, was... There's no rivalry. I don't know who's a City fan out there. Like, <laughs> right? There's no real rivalry for yeah. me. But at the end of the day, I look at it, I'm like, man, this is good for the league. Everybody talks about like how Barclays Premier League is the greatest league, league of all, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Man, City are making this league a pharmacy, man. Yeah. Like, Liverpool challenged them. And they, they obviously now they're struggling. They can't maintain that type of consistency, that same type of level all the way. Yeah. Let somebody else do it. Yeah. Let absolutely. somebody else do it. I, I know from a Chelsea perspective, it's not very good for y'all. Yeah, because it's London. Yeah. Right. But so it's like uh, <laughs> I know. We don't want we don't want them to win the league. Yeah. We would rather Manchester United win the league. Wow, damn. Right. That's a tough. I know a lot of people who 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 would rather anybody else but Manchester United. <laughs> anyway, let let so let's get into the other part too as well. Now the second phase of this was Arsenal played Manchester City this yeah. weekend. They yeah. lost one nil. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game. I watched the game. I watched it. The game was tight. It was a tight game. But I think Arsenal had it. I, I, you know what I liked about what what I liked about this game, Arteta didn't play his full strong eleven. Yeah, right. He played a mix, a mix match. of his yeah. strong eleven and some other guys. Yeah, and they played City like toe to toe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And th this at first I was like, this is the test I want to see. Like mm -hmm. Manchester United, yeah, sure we're a test, but. I think the game against uh, Arsenal when we were at home, mm -hmm. we got lucky because Partey was injured. Yeah. This game, the second game that came up... Casemiro was yeah, Casemiro was unavailable. But yeah. still, even I think if Casemiro was there, they still would have played us off the park like they eventually did. I think it would have been different. It, it might have been different, but I still think they would have played off the, off the park because 
Casemiro's a defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. They were building up all the way to a halfway line, and our forwards were not able to stop them from doing that. Yeah. So that's a whole different ballgame, but we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. This City game, I was like, this is the test. And to me, when I watched it, I was like, to me, they passed the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. Absolutely. They passed the test. They, they looked... Yeah, you go ahead. They gave them one hell of a game, man. Mm-hmm. They gave them one hell of a game. And it was so cagey, it was tight, but the thing was, I still think Arsenal had the edge. Because Arsenal was the one creating the most, right? City were just here and there, you know, passing, doing their thing. But Arsenal was deep in their in their guts. Like, yeah, they were deep in their guts. And basically, so later on, it just it just came to a minute difference where Pep decided, oh, I'm gonna switch out my personnel. Yeah, right. And that's basically what won the game, right? Yeah. Other than that, it would have been. I think Arsenal would have taken it, right? Mm-hmm. To be honest, but you know. It's a good. It's a good game. It's good to see this, especially uh, right before a preview. I think Arsenal and City are soon gonna meet each other in the league. Yeah, they have right? two more games two to go in the games. league. Yeah, um, and it looks. It's looking very, very tense, man. Yeah, it's yeah. looking very, very, very tense. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what may happen, uh, but I, I suspect, I suspect that, uh, um, what they call it, that that will be a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're looking at two big games that. Could decide this league, yeah. and that would be a blockbuster. The United game, I was hoping that we would beat Crystal because if we had beat Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. that game against Arsenal looks very different oh, now. Yeah, very now everybody's on the cooker, pressure yeah. cooker, right? And Arsenal really—I mean, Arsenal elevated themselves in that game. They really pushed themselves and took themselves a little bit higher than what we saw, mm-hmm. but um, we weren't able to secure the bag against Crystal Palace. So. Yeah. Going into that game, it was sort of like, well, if we get anything great, if we don't, we'll walk away with our heads up high, heads held high. Yeah, um, the form kind of got stalled. Yeah, that the fo- game. yeah, the form got stalled, but it's what it is, mm-hmm. right? But um, this game against City now, this is this is it. Yeah. I think this decides the league. I, I cannot see any other team that can beat this Arsenal side. Mm-hmm. I look at them, and I look at they've got Thomas Partey, Arteta somehow changed general. Um, uh, sorry, I almost said Jara Shakiri. Uh, what's his name again? Um, the midfielder. Zaka. Yeah, Grani Zaka. Thank mm-hmm. you. I don't know why I was. <laughs> Jara Shakiri looks not nothing like uh, Grani Zaka. <laughs> but um, yes, he absolutely has changed the exactly. way that guy plays. Mm-hmm. I and watch him. Thinks too. The, I watch him now, and I'm like. This is not Xhaka of old. Mm-hmm. This guy has a good head on his shoulder. Yeah, he's still aggressive. Yeah, he's still crazy. Yeah, he still wants to fight like fans or anybody he sees <laughs> out there. But he is the real deal as a box-to-box midfielder now. Machine. Right? And then he also has like Bukayo Saka, who I love. Bukayo Saka is everything to me mm-hmm. that people think Rashford is. I think Bukayo Saka is just way better in my opinion. He's I, younger I, too. He's young. I, this, guy, this guy's ceiling is higher. Was it 21? It's 21, 23, I don't know. But, like, they actually have proper, proper footballers on their side. Mm-hmm. Their, their wingers work very well. They press high, but they also work very well on the back yeah. stick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just like they just push up. They know how to track back and cover you. Mm-hmm. They, they're just such a well-oiled machine. Um, and then you've got the likes of Saliba in there. I talked about Zinchenko earlier. Mm-hmm. And I talked about Gabriel Jesus. But then the other guy I got to give credit to is Nketia. Gabriel yeah. Jesus got injured, and Nketiah stepped, stepped in. Yeah. And Nketiah, in my opinion, adds even more Whoa. dimension than yeah. Gabriel, because he has the goals. Yeah. He works just as hard as Gabriel Jesus mm-hmm. works, 
but he has the goals to add on top yeah. of it. It is crazy. Yeah. So we will see how this league goes. These guys are really, they've impressed me. I, I wasn't trying to buy into the hype until mm-hmm. later on I, I watched them a couple of times and I'm like, they're the real deal. Yeah, the mm-hmm. game's about to start getting a little bit more coming thick and fast again. So we'll we'll have to watch it and see what's happening. I think they'll be fine. I think the yeah. way Arteta is playing it this year, he's he might put all his eggs in one basket, yeah. and that's the league. Yeah, I think he's going he's going to go for it. At yeah. this stage, he's like we've gotten fifty points. They're on track on track to hit a hundred points this season. Mm-hmm. If they if they continue, for, like continue this, the exact yeah. same uh, form, mm-hmm. they can finish hundred points this season. Yeah. I think Arteta is just saying, guys, we'll see what how the Europa goes, but if we can put our eggs in one basket, the Barclays Premier League is it. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, we're going to jump over to the other side. Let's jump over to Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um, we quickly touched on them. Uh, how are you seeing United right now? I think they're, to be honest, I say that they're contenders for the league. How, though? We didn't, we didn't, we're, thir- what, 39 points? If we had beat Crystal Palace, then that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That would have been a cooker of a game. Mm-hmm. That game against Crystal Palace was the not the Arsenal game. It was Crystal Palace. You yeah. beat Crystal Palace, you're good. Then the Arsenal game, you can go in there and lose and not really cry for anything. Yeah. Right? But then you make it such a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. That that game is a pressure. You guys now are fighting for first not not for first, but because Arsenal's still gonna be first. But then now you're fighting to mentally disrupt the other side. Yeah. I think with Arsenal winning that game was a knockout blow. United cannot think about the title. Mm-hmm. We just I still think this United team is down is up for fifth. And why I keep saying this is because you are looking at a team that has no reinforcements. Mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, prior to, and obviously people were not we were not recording, but before on my social media I was mentioning, if Bruno gets injured, if Erickson gets injured mm-hmm. or suspended. Casimiro gets injured or suspended. Mm-hmm. We have no depth. You can mention Fred all you want. You can mention McTominay all you want. We don't have real depth like the rest of the league. And the thing that really, I think the thing that really killed you guys at that point is also uh, the injury to Donny van der Beek. The, the injury to Donny van der Beek mentally kind of shows, uh, uh, maybe not mentally, but I'll say it kind of showed everybody, hey, this squad is bare. Yeah. If one of them is out, they have nothing. Mm-hmm. That, this is the reason, and we'll get to Jao Felix. This is the reason I wanted Jao. I mean, personally, on a personal basis, mm-hmm. Jao Felix was my favorite young starlet of the of ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Pedri and Gavi, but none of them take the cake like Jao Felix. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, personally, I wanted him. Yeah. But then from a footballing standpoint, I also said, look, we need this guy mm-hmm. because he can play across the front four striker. Left wing, right wing, midfield. center midfield, yeah. attacking midfield. Mm-hmm. He can play across the... F- you can use him in anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you're running yeah, you thin... You can even play him as a, as a CM. Yeah, if you're running thin on, on players, this guy can do a job. Yeah. But nope, we didn't even... We were not even... Apparently, we weren't even close to mm-hmm. get him. So you need reinforcements. Yeah. The moment Donny van der Beek goes out, we're like, oh, man, we're now cutting it close. And then funny enough, the game against Redden... Guess who went out? Erickson's out now. Mm-hmm. So now what do we do? We're going to go back to Fred. We're going to go back to McTominay. There's the kid, Kobe Maino. Yeah. He's such a kid. Like, when I watched him play, I was like, oh, man. 
you guys are going to start using Elanga again. <laughs> well, Elanga might be going alone, but that's a whole different, that's the whole different ballgame. Yeah. But then with that being said, United now end up going for Weghorst. Mm-hmm. Wait, who is that? Like, everybody keeps trying to hype up this deal. Like, this, this, so, Weghaus going to play in freaking, what's it, uh, Turkey, right? He was in Turkey with Besiktas or something? Yeah. It was a horrible deal for Weghaus because... He should have stayed at Burnley. Yeah, because the Weghaus that I knew from Germany, right? Wolfsburg, yeah. Right? He was lightning. He was lightning quick. But, but it's, the, it's the Bundesliga tax. I hate to call it that. Yeah, yeah, but, I get, I get it. But, yeah. bro, do you see the Weghorst right now? He can't run. He can't. It's not a matter of he can't run. I think, like, the, the pace of the Premier League it's is too much It's too quick. Yeah, because he's he's been in that, in that and, fucking shitty league for a little bit now. You, you can say that because I watched him with Bexiktas a couple of games, and I said, no. Nah, he can put on the, the, the pressure, he can, but he's not fast. Yeah. It's not that he can't run. He's not fast. He's not as electric as, let's say, you throw in an Edson Alvarez or yeah. a Haaland. Haaland, when you see Haaland start running, like he runs like a truck. Mm-hmm. Weghorst, when you see him run, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's like a semi. He's running or a mm-hmm. lorry. If you're looking at English or Nigerians, he's running, but you can catch up with him. Right? So my thing is... Wegos is not, and it's not even about running or anything. Mm-hmm. It's about what can you show me as a striker? Yeah. What do you have in your game? Now, Wegos is a poacher. Wegos, yeah, he's a poacher and he's a guy who helps build up. So mm-hmm. he's not really the guy that you're going to be using to like finish all this, all the stuff. Even I think he has the capabilities yeah, of it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But he's more of a guy that you use to help build up, help, you know, put your wingers through the channels, mm-hmm. those type of things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you need a striker to score goals. Yeah. I think Wiggles can score goals, man. Uh, to be honest, like, uh, even in Wolfsburg, we've seen him score goals. Maybe not loads of goals, but he when he came on to do a job, he did it, right? Yeah. And he, he had a lot of, like, last-minute winners yeah. for them, right? Yeah. But, um, but this is Manchester United. This, this is not Wolfsburg. This is Man U. I, I yeah. absolutely understand that. But you got to also look at who you have on that bench, right? Who Who's the guy that's making everything tick? Right? That's Mr. Ten Hag, right? Absolutely. So to be honest, man, even even with all of this, I know I know Ten Hag is not in this freaking is he's not in the league to to just participate. Right? Absolutely. He he wants to win it. He wants to win it. And he's gonna try and find a way to do it or he gonna die trying. That's that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what he's gonna do. That is Ten Hag, right? And that's why I'm saying you guys are in a title race. Regardless of what it is, he will find a way. If he needs to pinch some things and pinch some people and, and turn and tune them up, that's what he's going to do, man. This guy is almost like a club in a sense, right? He's going to freaking improve those players. I, I think he's more than a club. I right? think club cries all the time anytime things don't go his way. But then um, again, but I think Ten Hag has his own way. Look, yeah, I, every, I, every I hear, I hear what you're right? saying with Ten Hag. Yeah. I think for so far, what he has done for me is he's... Over excuse. No, I wouldn't... The season hasn't ended. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. But what I would say for me is he has brought back a mindset of we will fight on all fronts. Mm-hmm. We will compete for everything. Yeah. We will not surrender. We will go on everything that we can. Mm-hmm. And 
he does it with the risk. Yeah. The risk is, for example, he plays his starting 11 mm -hmm. for those games at, at all costs. In a season where you need to rotate more, yeah. you don't see him rotate as much. No. But what you see from him tells you that if you need to be good enough yeah. to enter that pitch, yeah. and if I only have 11 good enough, I don't care. Yeah. I'm putting that 11 that is on there. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and it sucks because at the end of the day, you'll be like, man, rotate. Like, what happened with Christian Erickson is a prime example of that. It's like, just rotate it, man. Like, bro, like, you know, you don't need him for all these games. Yeah. Fred can do a job against Redden, please. Mm -hmm. He can absolutely do a job against Redden. But he's like, nope, I'm going to play Erickson yeah. because that is what I want. Mm -hmm. And I want them, everybody else to know that these are the standards that are required. Yeah. You have to be good enough to get, get on this pitch. Right. And that's kind of respectful yeah, on yeah. his own front. Yeah. It is risky because risky, now yeah. we are in four different competitions and have, we, have don't, we, don't have, we, yeah, we don't have the players to, mm -hmm. to take this all of the way. If he does, this will be the greatest miracle ever. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we're in a, we're in a, we're in a um, uh, what do you call it, uh, title, title fight. Mm -hmm. I think, if anything, we're still in top four battle. Yeah. There are still teams under us that are looking like they just need a good break. Tottenham just need a couple of good runs, mm -hmm. and then the, the whole game changes. Yeah. So um, this United gets that one as well. They'll be back in it. Yeah, absolutely. When we we did have our run, yeah. because if you remember, we weren't losing any games yeah. for the longest time, right? Mm -hmm. So we did we did get our run. So I just I just think that um, I think that uh, we, it's premature to say that we are fighting for a title right now, but on the other front, FA Cup. Carabao Cup. Exactly. Um, what do you call I think, it? I think, I, think, I think your first title, I think Ten Hag's first title is going to be Carabao Cup. I hope it is. I hope it is. I'm because not going to say anything, there's but no I hope it is. There's no City. There's no Liverpool. All you have to worry about right now is Southampton or Newcastle. Absolutely. But right? Newcastle look like a fight. Like that's going to oh, be it's an ugly it's game. It's going to be a fight. Yeah. It's going to be a fight. You're going to have two guys that are just at almost at the peak of their craft at the moment trying to win that thing. You know what I mean? Eddie Howe's no slouch either. He's tactical as well, right? We've already seen what he can do, right? But Ten Hag gets my edge on that. I think I think we'll, I think United we, wins that. We will see how it goes. We will see how it goes. Everybody yeah. says this, but I'm not saying anything. We still have to bit uh finish off uh what they call the guys uh Nottingham. Uh we need to finish Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And you guys are up with two goals now, right? Uh, I think it's 3-0. Um, and then and that's a wrap, bro. yeah, see how it goes after after that. Um, and then the next uh, is is the final. So mm -hmm. and then the funny thing is the final comes three days after Barcelona second leg. Oh, <laughs> so oh. that's what exactly that's what I'm saying. We're fighting on all four yeah. fronts, and it's a th paper thin squad. squad yeah. Ericsson, I don't he's on crutches. I don't know how he's gonna recover. I've, in, I've, in I've, I've, I'm I'm pretty sure um, the 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 training regime that. Uh, that Ten Hag, when Ten Hag came in, he put them through some pretty gruesome fucking fitness. So he, yes, their, he their, did. Their legs would be. I think. I think. I but think they should be ready for. Doesn't it. matter. You're in the stretch, and yeah. as footballers playing three games, high intense games, yeah. every uh, what it call it, uh, uh, three days. every three days yeah, so or yeah. in seven days, It'll you're playing three games. It's gonna be brutal. Yeah, but you and find this is, out who's all about the full metal at that point. True, but this is but but then your body could break. Yeah. Th this is where I look at Arsenal, and I'm saying Arsenal have it good. 
They're out of the FA Cup. They're out of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, they don't have to worry. They don't. The only big things they need to worry about: mm-hmm. Europa League and the league. Yeah, that's all you need. And they, they they've got the squad for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, more more power to them. Um, we uh, real quick. So let's let's jump right into Marcus Rashford. What do you think about Marcus Rashford so far? Man, I I, I think I called this a long time ago. I said, hey, when this when that boy was injured, I said, give him time, right? Yep. I said, give him time because he was injured and it, it you needed some time to rest. You needed some time to heal. You may not be the same player again, but hey, Rashford is class, man. Ra- Rashford is good. But the only thing sometimes, Rashford has very good performances, right? Very good performances. And then sometimes he has some really uh, performances. But what happens is he overclouds and he sh- he clouds them by scoring these goals, True. right? So it kind of it kind of like covers it, and it, rightfully so. You know, if you're if you're on the right path and you're on the right form, absolutely give it your all and freaking bury that thing in the back of the net, right? Yeah. But the thing is, like, there's still I can see I can see what Ten Hag is doing with him. I can see it, right? You can see the rot that was in his brain from having a manager like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in as his manager for years, right? These things affect a player massively. People don't, sometimes people, people are like, oh yeah, but the player should step up. Sometimes it's the manager. The manager is teaching these players every day. He's teaching them something Absolutely. every day. And it seems like Rashford's IQ has gone up even more now. But the only thing now I just want from him, sometimes you don't need to take that shot, bro. Absolutely. Just pass it. So I, I'm going to add on to this. Ten Hag, I think it's not IQ. I think it's, there's only so much you can say a player is that dumb. I don't think I don't think Marcus Rashford was that dumb. I think the difference was Ole allowed him to get away with silly things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can shoot from halfway line. No problem. No stress. Do right. it again. You can, you're Marcus Rashford. You can do anything you want. You're Superman. Mm-hmm. But fast forward, Ten Hag holds him accountable. Yeah. Look, if you keep taking that shot, then look at what you're doing to your team. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not performing, we're taking you off. Yeah. Right? Or, for example, he slept in. Well, you're not playing the first half. Mm-hmm. Right? Proper management, style of management. Yeah. My problem, I know what you're saying, like Rashford. My problem with Rashford is, Rashford is what, 25, 26 now? Ten Hag has worked wonders in getting him like to a place where a, you need to do it this way. If yeah. not, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think the final phase is up to the player. I yeah. keep saying this. Yeah. Because why do, you, why, why do you need the manager to tell you to pass rather than shoot? Yeah. That's like an obvious thing. A guy is right there. Square the bloody ball for him and mm-hmm. see what happens. The yeah. difference too as well is what is... Because I you said class. I, think, I don't think Marcus Rashford is class. I think he's elite. I think he's playing with the greatest form of his life. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you one thing, because I watch Ra- Rashford week in, week out. Yeah. Rashford offensively, perfect. You, you know, you can you can work with him anyway, yeah. but put him on the back stick, you can't. Some, there's an issue. Yeah. If you watch the game against Palace, the goal that they scored the last minute, do you know how it came about? David De Gea lumps the ball up. Mm-hmm. 50-50 ball. Marcus Rashford is right there. He doesn't challenge. Yeah. He lets the guy give a free header he nods it, mm-hmm. sends it all the way back. After he sends it all the way back, what ends up happening? They run with the ball, free kick. Free kick, yeah. Olise scores. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot that obviously needs to happen to get to that point. Yeah. 
But still, that mistake. if Marcus Rashford had challenged that play, mm -hmm. maybe the guy wouldn't have had a free run over to get into a, a high XG area in our own exactly. area of the field. Exactly. This is the difference between elite mm -hmm. and great. Yeah. When you see great players, they recognize that moment. Mm -hmm. It is last minute of the game. I am putting my body on the line. Yeah. And you're not getting anything out of this. Yeah, we're securing that three we're points. We're securing the three points because it means a lot. Mm -hmm. We could, even though we're not good enough or we don't, it doesn't look like we're good enough, but I have to have the mentality that we're good enough to challenge in this league. Mm -hmm. We're under such good performance. We got to take it all the way. Yeah. Right? Now, I don't really blame Rashford fully for that. There's other players that obviously should have done the better job. Maybe we shouldn't have considered a foul there. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what it is. But I'm just saying, moments like this, you got to understand... Scoring all these goals is almost like Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. How many goals have Harry Kane scored? How many goals have Harry Kane... We, I love Harry Kane. Yeah. Motherfucker's class, man. But what has he won? But what has he won? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah. He has all these awards, all this stuff. Somebody else is going to get those awards. Mm -hmm. You have all these records. Somebody else is going to get those records. Mm -hmm. You have to take your opportunity. A trophy, nobody would take it, it away from you. Yeah. Nobody. So this is the thing, right? Like, that's the difference between great players and elite players. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why Messi, everybody were fighting so this guy can get a walk-up because people were still saying, hey, he's not the GOAT because he doesn't have a walk-up. Yeah. So people were like, yo, please, this guy needs, this guy needs, this guy needs a trophy because he needs a walk-up trophy because he solidifies him as a GOAT. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't feel that way, but that's the way it is. And then what did he do? He finally secured the bag. Yeah. This is the difference. That's what elite players do. Mm -hmm. They do whatever it takes to, to get it over the line because they know at the end of the day, that performance will give them something at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And only the great players are able to seize those moments. The The other players are kind of like, eh, you know, well, I did my job mm -hmm. and they, they ended up screwing up. Well, whatever, right? Yeah. So, and that's it. And this is another thing too why I like Anthony. Mm -hmm. Anthony is not an 80 million pound player. I keep saying yeah, this. $40 million at best. Mm -hmm. We overpaid double, yeah. right? But why I like him, Anthony would never not put in 110% on the field. Mm -hmm. He may try to fidget spin you all the way, but I guarantee you, the moment that ball comes back, Anthony is the first person sprinting back. Mm -hmm. The game against Arsenal, Arsenal, yeah, they scored. Uh, the first goal was, came from a cross from his own yeah. area, but it was kind of like a corner kick. I, I blame Juan Bissaka for not doing his job on that. Yeah. But the moment Ten Hag subbed him off, that was when the game was done. Mm -hmm. Anthony was keeping Zinchenko in check. Yeah. Because anytime Zinchenko tried to run out of the way, Anthony would follow him. him. Yeah. And then, and then he also realized Anthony also has enough energy to get back up there. Mm -hmm. So Zinchenko was kept in check. The moment Anthony was off that pitch, all of a sudden, Arsenal were now starting to get all these opportunities mm -hmm. in the game. So this is the thing. This is why I like this. Like, Anthony is not what Mar Marcus Rashford is right now. Yeah, Marcus no. Rashford is just... Killing it. He's gonna, you know, it's amazing. Crazy form right now. Ridiculous form. The purple patch but, is unbelievable. But great players. And 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 if Anthony fixes his stuff, offensively, you can learn. Mm -hmm. Defensively, it has to come from within. Yeah. And that's the thing. These are the little things. When you look at Buka Yosaka, Martinelli, nobody's gonna beat those guys mm -hmm. for work rate. Yeah. They will score goals against you, they and they will, will make sure you don't fucking score against us. Right. They they will make sure on my side, on my watch, mm -hmm. Tomiyasu and Zinchenko, Tierney, Ben White will not will not suffer. Mm -hmm. We will make sure that we're done. But but on, on our own side, on the left, 
Sean's like, yo, Rashford, please, can you come back and help me, please? Like, seriously, yeah. right? Anyway, but Rashford is good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it wrong. I think what Ten Hag has done for me has been freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. But at the same vein, I keep saying it, man. Elite. And if you want and, and if you want to be elite in that sense that I don't have to do that defensive work, then be Mbappe. Yeah. Score all the goals yeah. that mean something mm-hmm. for your team. Be Mbappe. Be Messi. Be Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Then you can get that luxury. Mm-hmm. But if you, but you're not them, so you don't get that luxury. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that's mostly that for uh, uh, United. I think. Um, oh yeah, the other thing that I wanted to just quickly touch on. Did you just touch a little bit on this, Anthony? Um. Uh, yeah, Anthony. I, I don't want. People have been giving him stick. I think Anthony is gonna come good. No big. But the big one I really want to just cover. The stuff that's happening with Sancho. So Sancho, right now, he's not playing with Manchester United. Um, he was sent out to... A private... To, uh, yeah, a private uh, working session with... Uh, another coach. With Dutch coaches out in the Netherlands. Yeah. And he's back now. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't. He didn't start last game, but no. he's working his way back into the team. Mm-hmm. What do you think happened to this guy? To Sancho? Yeah. I just think that uh, Ten Hag looked at him and he was like, bruh. Yeah, not yeah, not you, right? Yeah. Um, I don't. I haven't heard like any reports that are tied deeply to like the what exactly is what happening. exactly is happening. But all I know is like you know, um, Ten Hag was not happy with him, right? Mm. He is not. He's not performing, right? He wasn't performing. He was looking very off. At one point, he was looking good. Like he looked like he was slowly just coming back. But then after that, it's like he just dipped. Right, and uh, I think I think that worried Ten Hag, and then Ten Hag just basically sent him out it's to go be with like uh, the attacking coaches and you know learn some things with them. And I, I, it surprises me, like how can this guy cannot learn this stuff over in <laughs> Manchester? But yeah, I honestly think Sancho took his eyes off the ball. I think he's making a lot of money. He just, I mean, we don't know what's going on person in his life, mm-hmm. but when when you have things happen person in your life and you have that kind of money, you can say, well. The bag has been secured. Yeah. I can go look elsewhere and take care of whatever else is I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't speculate it, I, but I just personally feel like when you make that type of money at Manchester United, big transfer, you're no longer hungry as you used to be. Mm-hmm. I just think that's literally what it comes down to. He's not he doesn't have the hunger as much. Um, and then personally, whatever else that comes in on, on top, he's probably looking like ah. For example, let's look at Moises Caicedo. Mm-hmm. Youngest of 10 in an impoverished region in Ecuador. Yeah. Bruh, he's only making, I heard, I don't know if it's true, 3500 a week. I wish I was making 3500 a week. <laughs> yeah. But he's only making 3500 a week. Yeah. So that guy, he cannot not stop hustling. Mm-hmm. He has to hustle every day. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening. But we'll see. I, we wish the best for Sancho. Hopefully he comes back soon. I think, I think he'll be back. Yeah. But I want to see the reinvigorated Sancho that comes back. Wow, you right. want you want to see him cook for United, eh? Bruh, yeah, okay. I've, I've I've I called it a long time ago. And I said Sancho will be back, right? It's only a matter of time, right? Yeah. Um. Last last but not least, I just want to share some love, my boy Casimiro. Oh my God, I love this guy so much. He is everything that I want from my midfielder. He is. He is light. He is the sun. He's the moon. He's the stars. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I love Casimiro, man. Yeah. I really do. I just want to say it. I've said it before. I love this guy. I wish I could meet him now. Hopefully, this whole Glazer sale goes through. Because uh, then, if not, I'll be flying out uh, to England to go watch one of the games. 
Um, and speaking on the Glazers deal, they're saying Ineos is the closest. They submitted a four billion bid. It may happen. It may not happen. We'll wait and see. But, Who is um, Ineos? This thing. The... Sorry, Jim Ratcliffe. Oh, okay. Yeah. From Nice. Yeah, for Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. But either way, I love I love Casimiro. I also love Lisandro Martinez, man. Earlier on, I was like, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, yeah, you the, the midget, five foot three. Um, <laughs> he's a midget. He's, he, he, he scored against Arsenal a header, oh, a five foot nine so header. Look, I so love him. Beautiful. I love him too. I love Lissandra. I love Varane. I've no, I, I haven't remembered the last time I've ever said that for United. The only person I said kind of closely was uh, Ander Herrera, mm -hmm. but. Um, I really, really like Casemiro, and I like these guys. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, let's move over to Chelsea. Chelsea, Mr. Bowley. Chelsea, Chelsea, He's Chelsea. playing um, FIFA with uh, Chelsea. <laughs> Lord. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy right now. Like e Enzo Fernandez today. Oh, my if God. If it's not Enzo, it's Caicedo. Uh, if it's not Caicedo, it's Badia Shield. If it's not Badia Shield, it's Malo Gusto. If it's not Malo Gusto, it's Jao Phoenix. If it's not Jao Phoenix, it's Mudrik. Mm -hmm. If it's not Mudrik, it's... <laughs> My goodness. He's buying. You guys, like, you guys want to buy a Fred? We can give you Fred. No, no, no. Buy McTominay. No, you guys, no, no. You guys need McTominay. No, 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 no. No, no we don't. <laughs> we don't need him. I've been seeing all these jokes come out about... Um, Manchester United is looking at, you know, selling McTominay to Arsenal. And then Bully. And then Bully. He comes out with his checkbook. <laughs> with his checkbook. Yeah, it's like, hey, how much you guys need? Yeah. Yeah, you guys on a tear. What's yeah. going on? Man, um, I'm so glad. I'm happy. You know, I'm actually... Can you imagine? I wish I could say this if I was 10th. I remember the closest time we got to 10th or 11th. I think it was on the Ole. Mm -hmm. And I was like, get him out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this club. I hate... I mean, I love the club, but I hate these owners. Yeah. Get them out. Get everybody out. This mm -hmm. is ridiculous. You guys are intense and you're like, yeah, we're cooking, man. Yeah. We are cooking. Mm -hmm. We are cooking for the decade again. Nice. <laughs> nice. No, it's good. So, good. like, um, previously, when Lampard was the manager, right, we bought, what was it, seven, eight players? Seven, eight players at that time. The time span... All those players were around the age of 21 mm. to 23, 20, 21, 23, 24, around there. So that meant those guys can play for years, right? You wouldn't need to worry about replacing them till they're getting close to like 29, 30, right? Mm -hmm. Then you'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, then we, we make that move. We won a Champions League with these guys, <laughs> right? We won a Champions League. Um, now, Abramovich sold the club. New owners came in, and here we go again. We are now going to reinvigorate the position that should have been reinvigorated, I think, about a year or so ago, which is the midfield. Mm -hmm. The midfield needs to be reinvigorated. Mm -hmm. The right-back position needs to be invigorated. I think at some point... Um, Later on, maybe I don't. I don't think the right back position is been. I need. I think it, it needs, needs coverage. Yeah, replenishment. Yeah, it needs um, coverage. Reinforcements. We will. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think at some point I will speak a little bit more in depth of like about the whole like Chelsea situation in one one episode, maybe an off episode. I uh, will go off and then just speak about like what the Chelsea board is doing. The the. The type of things that they're that that they're that they're planning, basically, mm -hmm. with what they're trying to accomplish, right? Um, so yeah, as we all know, Bowley came out and backed out, backed up Graham Potter, mm -hmm. and he said, 
yes he's like he's like i am back in my manager this is like you know this is this is what we are now here for for right? now for now for now but still i don't think he's going to fire him because i think potter is going to come good suddenly right i, I think potter needs time he, he needs po- he, don't, he needs time potter with okay there's two things i think potter needs time but i think potter needs to be held accountable aggressively yeah why do i say this at, Bright- at brighton potter was running the show and there was a time when they had issues as a club mm-hmm. um and he wasn't winning games yeah the fans got on his cheeks and they were like bro Everybody were kind of like, oh, my God, you guys are brightening. You guys should stop giving one of the greatest managers of all time in England all these uh, uh, stick. Yeah. Um, but I look back and I'm like, you know what? Those Brighton fans know their team. And you know what? Brighton was right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said Brighton was right. Mm-hmm. Why did I say that? Because oh, the Brighton fans were right. Why did I say that? I said that because that Brighton team... Consistent of Trossard, mm-hmm. who's an Arsenal now. We didn't mention him, but Trossard now is Leandro Trossard, very phenomenal player. Yeah. Goodbye by Arsenal, by the way, is an is an Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Neil Mopi then. He wasn't greatest. He wasn't scoring loads of goals, but he was good. Mm-hmm. They had just got Caicedo. They had Ives Besuma. They had all this young talent. Oh wait, Trossard uh, was the guy who was one of the pioneers of that goal that against Manchester United, right? Yes, yes, he, he was. School. Yeah, he was, he was. <laughs> yeah, uh, good call out. But so we, you look at the squad that they had. Tarek Lamte was coming up. Mm-hmm. It was a very solid buy uh, mm-hmm. from Chelsea, I think. Um, and then, you know, with a solid defensive shape, you got Lewis Dunk. Mm-hmm. They didn't have like that strong defenders, but they still got some decent players that could do a job, mm-hmm. right? So... He started, and then he now brought in Lalana. He yeah. now brought in Welbeck. Mm-hmm. So they were just building the right kind of mix mm-hmm. for them. Some strong guys, maybe not the greatest, but they were strong enough to do a job. Um, and it looked like they should be going for more things. Green Potter never gave a shite about FA Cup, Mm-mm. Carabao Cup. No, he didn't care. No, all he wanted was just get this team solid in the Premier League and all this stuff. And I look at this, I'm like. With that squad now, when I look at the Zerbi, I'm not saying the Zerbi's winning and he hasn't yeah. won anything yet, right? But with that squad, Mr. Potter, aren't you going to get something, something out of what you've got? Yeah, something like, worth it. Something worth it? And that's my only issue with Graham Potter. Mm-hmm. Graham Potter is a builder. Yeah. But is he a winner? Mm. That's the thing. So, so, so some people will say kind of like, in a sense, like Lampard build the project, but are you the one that is going to take that project forward? Are you, yes. Right? Are you going to finish the job? Because yes. part, of, part of, you can build the project all you want. Mm-hmm. Will you finish it? Yeah, because what, what Potter did was he built the team in Brighton, but now the Zerbi came in and took that team forward. Yes. Right? We, we don't know. We don't know yet. If he wins something, yeah. then that's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, keep going. Yeah. So, um... Absolutely. I totally understand that. But I guess only time will tell because it seems like they're giving him the time, right? Absolutely. So we now have to go with it because nobody should be expecting sacks at this moment, right? So um, it's it's actually a breath of fresh air. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was calling for his head. I was like, get this motherfucker <laughs> out of here. Go get Zidane. Go get some. Go get Luis Enrique. 
they're fucking available right now. Go and go and do something. Mm. Just get this guy out of here. But when Boli came out and said that, I said, okay, I understand where the club is going. They want stability. They want the thing that the old regime did not really give a fuck about. Yeah. Right? The question is, though, how long would this last? Because you guys have just spent upwards of, what, $500 million Yes. In one transfer window? Yeah. How long would all this stuff last before so, you end up saying, hey, so here, here's, get, get him out? Here's another kicker, right? They would not fire him even if he does not make top four. No, I, I mean, they're not going to fire yeah. him now because it would be silly, right? Yeah. But like, no, no, no. Even, to, even the end of the season. Yeah, I know, I know. I four. know, absolutely. But going to the next season, mm-hmm. right? You guys start off slow. Yeah. You, you're in seventh. Yeah. Does that mean you guys, the project is still projecting? Or are you guys going to start saying, look, we've got all these good players. This guy has got to go. Mm-hmm. Right? I think... I think that's where it's going to get a little bit tricky, but it's only it's, it's going to be very interesting to see because are we going to do what Arsenal have done with Arteta or I hate to call I, I'm 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 sorry I have to poke holes on this. Arteta won the FA Cup. I know in his first in season. In his first season his he first came season. in and said, "Look, I don't have much, yeah. but I've got this." And we think we can do something. Mm-hmm. We need a, a lot of luck. Yeah. But he did get the luck and he secured the bag. Yeah. Against you guys. Graham Potter, the first thing he does, he plays against City. Mm-hmm. The, fi- the first game, we finally see some life uh, yeah. from that Chelsea side. We're like, oh, Chelsea actually can play football. You guys gave them a game. You lost 1-0. Okay, mm-hmm. you still lost the game. Whatever, yeah. right? Was that, then, that was the game with three injuries, right? Or was it the one uh, before, before the three injuries. Before the then three. the second game comes up, the FA Cup game against City, and you guys get blown out 4-0. With the three injuries. Because, <laughs> and with the injuries. But yeah. what, what was, uh, was he made all these big changes. Why don't you just keep the same people mm-hmm. that played previously so he can give them a game, knock these guys out, and fight for a trophy. Yeah. He made changes. Yeah. That tells me of a manager that I don't give a shite. All I care about is the Premier League. And a club like Chelsea... You get that's unacceptable. Yeah. You guys are not just playing for one or two cups. You're playing for everything. Yeah. You have a squad big enough to play for everything. Yes, mm-hmm. they might not be fit now. There might be injuries. But at the end of the day, you still have a squad big enough. Play your starters for yeah. those games. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? And that's my problem with Grand Potter. I don't I know what you guys are saying, but I'm telling you, this guy does not care about he he treats these cops like they're nothing. Yeah, but the thing the thing I have to say about those city game that city game it was almost like the same lineup in a sense. But he made like four changes, four big changes, and that's that that those changes impacted the level of performance from the last game because the last game you guys had bodies, you had the right players. Mm-hmm. What ended up just happening was. You guys weren't able uh, to to secure the bag, weren't able to score because the problems that you guys have at the time, anyway, was creating problems. You guys couldn't create. Yeah. You guys on you guys have all these midfielders that cannot create anything. Mm-hmm. You have all these defenders that obviously are defending and they just don't. They just build, 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 but they don't penetrate. They don't transition well. Yeah. They don't progress well. Mm-hmm. You then you have a striker that's out there and he's left to himself to figure it out himself. When he's like, what, 35 years old? He's running against all these youngins that have, you know. So, I, 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 Graham Potter for me, man, 
I like him as a guy that can. He, I feel like the job that he should have gotten mm-hmm. is Tottenham, I not Tottenham. Chelsea. But okay. you guys can spit it whatever you want. Yeah, he gets a free pass for six months. But I'm telling you, if next month, next season comes up, this dude is in seven. <laughs> all hell will break. I I know Chelsea fans, oh, man. Yeah. All hell will break loose. Yeah. You guys will not sit there and allow this guy to stay there mm-hmm. and keep you guys at seven with all these money mm-hmm. spent. Even the board will tell him, you, you need to start well. Yeah. You need to start well. We've given you six months. You need to start well next mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I think I think at some point there will be uh, that that pressure that comes in, right? It has to. It has to be. You're, you're in Chelsea. So tell me, right? What was going on with Enzo Fernandes? Or Fernandez, he's not Portuguese. I'm calling Fernandez. Fernandez. So we at first we we um earlier earlier this month we were basically like going for Enzo, right? Mm. And we already agreed personal terms with him, uh. But the only thing was Enzo is worth they're saying 120 million for that release clause. Um. So basically, and um Chelsea decided to try and after they've gotten Enzo, right? After they've pretty much like agreed the terms. On personal, yeah. Then Chelsea tried to negotiate and you know kind of like bring the price down a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, uh, is it Rudy Garcia or something? Rui Costa. Rui Costa. Yeah, he was not having it. No. <laughs> he was not having. And rightfully so. Yeah, he said he said 120 million release clause on nothing, right? So we backed away from that deal. Went went on to go do our other deals, as you saw. More players came in. Um, Enzo was, was in the way, but now this today we re, I think either today or uh, yesterday something like that we reopened the yeah, fucking the the interest and the negotiations with Benfica, but Benfica said it's the one twenty mil or yeah. nothing, right? One twenty, okay. Yeah, they didn't say it's too late. Uh, we will find out a little bit more tomorrow. Fabricio is reporting the whole deal, so um, so far it seems like. We might we might strike an agreement, right? It might we might match it because we've got <laughs> Boli and Ekbali budget, right? <laughs> so um we literally have a bank. We have a bank in fucking that that supports the club. Like there's an Asian trust fund or something like that, right? Well, it's is uh what was it again? A group of people that bought you guys. Yeah. And uh and the and the, what did they call them? I can't remember what they called that group now. Whenever a group comes in and puts together consortium, money. consortium, yeah, it was a consortium of of uh, of Todd Boli, Hansa Guis, and uh, uh, Badad Egbali, right? Damn. And I think there's one more person, and I think that's where the bank is from. But either it's Egbali that's with that bank that represents the bank, yeah. But whatever it is, we got money. Yeah, you guys got money. <laughs> we got now, money. Now, with, with all that being said, Enzo Fernandez, uh, right now, we're just kind of playing wait. Wait yeah, and see. we're just waiting but to see. But in the meantime, you guys were able to secure two big deals, Mudrik and Jao Felix. Yeah, so we got Mudrik over the line, <laughs> stole it away from Arsenal. <laughs> but it's crazy. They said, um, Fabrizio, when Fabrizio re- uh, reported the whole, um, the whole deal, he said Arsenal was pretty much like, like Arteta didn't go, I think a day or so, or a day or two without talking to Mudrik, right? Like that's how that's how crazy it was. Like yeah. he was always in constant communication with Mudrik. With this Mudrik. is this is why I always say managers doing this stuff, mm-hmm. just stop. <laughs> Seriously, just stop. Like 
Juice Kunde. Any yeah, Juice Kunde. Like how many people like do this? But Tuku Tuku was talking to Kunde. I know, I know. But 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 that's why I keep saying, just stop. Like he just didn't want Chelsea. There's no point. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna twerk for this guy, and then they're just gonna be like, (laughs) yeah, no. Yeah, he was straight twerking. And and then in fact, people even say some of that Modric deal has things to do with the whole Ukrainian funds and and whatnot because. The uh, what was it? You, the the Ukrainian um, director of football. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was that was Serna that that came out, yeah, or somebody else came up and said, guys, like part of this who donate, yeah, to the Ukrainian uh, uh, to support the Ukrainian efforts mm-hmm. in defending its country against Russia. Yeah, there's so much that is happening. Yeah, with with all these things, right? So maybe, maybe Arsenal came could, in. They could have done that. They could have done the same shit with Arsenal's money. I know, I know. But right. maybe Arsenal came up with eighty, and yeah. then they did. Todd, Todd came in with that day, yeah. hundred. Yeah. So twenty million, take it over. Basically, was I think it was it was a difference of uh, five five to ten million around Jesus. there that that just lost Arsenal to play, right? But prior to that, so while Arteta was busy, you know, talking to Mudrik every day, Chelsea were also. They've been in, they've been interested in Mudrik for about since last summer, right? So um and and they've been looking at it, and then it came a month before the the signing happened. They went, they flew, they had a secret meeting. If you are, if you if you watch Fabricio's channel, yes. he actually explains everything. Like they flew in, they had a conversation. They're like, okay, how much is it gonna cost to get this player? They went back in deliberations with the entire board or whoever was handling the deal. And then after that, they came back, wrapped it up, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's done. So, so without all, like, some people have also accused Fabrizio of uh, helping the deal, um, the deal, yeah, like, and he created a bidding war. Yeah, he came, he came out and he said, you idiots, like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm just here to give you guys the news of how it's going. He had, he had a full on out, like, uh, like there was a live session that he literally had, and I ended up watching it because I caught the later show. Yeah, and he explained, and he was like, "Why the hell would I do? What do I make from these deals, <laughs> right?" Like I, I, somebody, I somebody yeah. was like, "How much did they pay you to drive up the price?" And Fabrizio yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, "It's just you honestly, see, it's, it's one of those fucking crazy fans." Yeah, that's it's what, just that's what Arsenal fans. Look, yeah. we, this is why we don't <laughs> like Arsenal. It's the fans. The yeah. fan base always says stupid things. At the end of the day, hey, look, I don't blame them. That is a deal that was very publicized. Yeah. Everybody were monitoring Mudrik. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching Mudrik on the pitch, yeah, he looks like the real deal. Man. Oh, he looks man, he, he looks crazy. Mint. He, he looks, looks really absolutely good. mint. He skinned the hell out. I mean, it's James Milner, but he yeah. skinned the hell out of him. Um, if that is what Mudrik has got right now, I'm curious to see what else comes out of his locker long term. Mm-hmm. Um Will be Chelsea really look fun. Now we've also mentioned Jao Felix uh, yeah. joining you guys too as well. Mm-hmm. Jao Felix Jao was on loan oh, for man. six for six months, but here's the kicker, right? Um, they just signed a player in Atletico to to replace Jao, right? Which is but he so Jao Felix also part. signed an extension. Yes, but the extension is for once one year. Yeah, right. So do, do, does that look like they gave him an extra release clause? Is that what it, you no, think it is? No. Why would he sign an extra he year? S- he signed an extra year because Atletico wanted to secure their prize, right? They wanted to secure mm. their 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 player, and basically say, if you want him, you have to pay, pay this, this much. much, and you can get him, okay. right? 
and the 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 um what was it there was no uh to buy clause right mm. for for Jao right so now do you think there's a buyout clause now for him with this new extension it don't matter if there's a buyout clause then we don't give a fuck about that we're going to walk up into into Atleti and say how much you want for him <laughs> literally you heard it here folks you know? Chelsea fans aren't scared we're going to walk up in there and say how much do you want for for him and we will get that deal over the line and i'm pretty sure that deal will probably be over the line before the summer because UEFA wants to impose these fucking sanctions, sanctions on us now yes. because we are now spreading too much. They're uh, giving eight-year deals. Eight-year deals <laughs> and basically spreading it over the eight years with the yeah. transfer fee. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, what's your fucking business? When people did this shit in the past, you never did nothing. But look, at the end of the day, they have to. If not, it's a farce. Yeah, and, because, and because then everybody like else Chelsea just running the whole place yeah, raggedy, every, right? Everybody else will start to do that. Yeah. And then it would just cause... You can't be putting players on... I think the limit is seven years. Mm-hmm. Um... But I it, mean, the deals are seven years. It's yes, seven, seven years but with an option, I think. But yeah, to extend you, you can't eight. you can't be putting them on eight year deals. That's their whole career. Like yeah. if, if they're that's up to their prime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, it's what yeah. it is. And it's, then if Chelsea found the loophole. Yeah, FFP are kind of pissed, and then they're probably trying to they're gonna crack down on you guys. And fair enough. Yeah, but then we'll get you, all our deals But yeah, done if you get before, them all done now, that. you take the penalty. Do you, which why do you think now? So Malo Gusto, we literally signed him. Because uh, Leon was like, oh, we don't want to, uh, um, we don't want to, we will sell him, but we'll sell him in the summer. Yeah. Right? But then Chelsea now came up to, they're like, hey, the season is already done. Right? Yes. We're finished. Right? You can worry about the league, try and do something there. But besides that, we don't have any cups. We don't got nothing going on. We have Champions League, yeah. but that's about it. Reese James will be healthy and he'll be fit to play those next six months for fucking Chelsea. And with that, you have a backup in Aspilicueta, right? Mm-hmm. So they said, let's sign Malo, send him back to fucking Leon to play on loan for that six months, but we sign him now. Mm-hmm. We get the deal over the over the line now. Yeah. And that's exactly what I think is going to happen for Jao as well. That deal will get done over the line before the summer. Because... People don't seem to understand. They think we're spending ridiculously. No, 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 you're not. You're just spreading out over payments yes. over, yeah. over time. Over yeah. time. We're spreading yeah. the payments over time. So we don't get tagged for those FPP, FFP yeah. um, rules, which are fucking bullshit. But whatever. No, um, it's those are fair rules because it can become the wild, wild west. Yes, yes. And what could end up happening is clubs go... Out of out of whack, right? Yeah. You see, fans lose their clubs, yeah. and owners run away because of without like penalties, that. because right. of things like that. Because so that's like why that. they put it in. It, it's not a perfect system. setup. It's yeah. not a perfect system, mm-hmm. but I believe it works well yeah. for, for what it does. I mean, it's already got us banned. Was it like yeah? <laughs> if so you, if you it's just banned. now, if you get you guys banned, you guys are already well prepared. Yeah, if you guys get banned, but um, now yeah, here's the thing. Here's the kicker. People think we're spending ridiculously without a fucking plan, right? But what pe- what people don't understand is what the owners are trying to do right now is get rid of player power. So fair enough that they're going to get... This is the other thing I wanted to talk about now. Yeah. So we talk about getting rid of player power, talk about all this stuff. My own thing is... Who are you guys getting rid of? I haven't seen players outgoing yet. So there is um, we're we're, we're 
currently on talks right now with uh, Aston Villa. I think we're also in talks with uh, AC Milan for Ziyech. We're in talks for Pulisic. There's talks that Koulibaly may be sold <laughs> because he's not like looking like the player that we thought that we we're going to get. Um, as That's well crazy. as there's also talks that Sterling might be out the door as well. Right? There's, there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scene, but we don't know exactly yet what's going to happen. It may not happen this window. We may have to wait till the next window for it to happen. Okay. But until then, everything is just, everybody gets stuck for now, and we figure it out, and after that, then players can... Okay, well, we'll, we'll, see, it. we'll see it when it happens. If yeah. not, you guys need to get rid of players because... I look at that team yeah. and I'm just like, there's, I mean, what? You have 20 center backs. Mm-hmm. You have, have 50 left wingers. <laughs> like, if somebody made a formation and it was everybody were all left wingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 and we did, we forgot to mention the Nigerian boy that Chelsea got as well, which is Nani Madueke. From, oh, yes. You guys, you guys also got, yeah, Nani yeah. Madueke. Was he Ajax or PSV? I think it's PSV, no? PSV, PSV, yeah, yeah so, from PSV. Well, yeah. Isn't he? Is he coming in right now, or is he coming in at the end of the season? I, he's in already. He's, he's in already. He's in, okay. he's in the bridge. He has a left footer. Wait, let's not forget. So he's on the right we, side. We are, also, there's Fofana that you guys signed too. Mm-hmm. David Dutcher Fofana. Yeah. But I think I think Fofana is more like uh, um, they will sign him and then maybe send him on loan. But I don't. That's crazy. Because it's been, it's been. You guys need some like a strike. We need something. We need something. But with okay, so let me just say real quick: Mm -hmm. with a team that has Felix Mudrick now, yeah, you need somebody there that can. And I don't think Aubameyang is the guy. I've always thought Aubameyang's deal was kind of dumb. It was was, because Tuku was there. I know, but I still think it was kind of dumb. Yeah. With Fofana there, Mm -hmm. I mean, with sorry, Mudrick and Felix there, yeah. You can get away now with a good striker that can just put it in the net for you. Mm-hmm. That has some sort of pace. But I think I think what might happen here, because you can't play, um, you can't play fucking Felix in the. Was it on the right side? Right. Yeah, I mean you could. Sure. You could. Isn't he you a could, left footer? You could play. He's a right footer. He's right foot. Oh he's yeah, right yeah, footer. Right footed, yeah. You can play him. You can play. You can play him on the right, but it would be a little bit more tricky because then you would just be expecting crosses to the striker, right? But he can. He can still. I still think he can do it. He's he can, that good. He can do his job as a right. He's that forward. good, but you want to. You want to put him in a spot where he's more efficient, right? Um, I believe then you're gonna fight with Mudrik then. I, no, I think I think some weird thing is happening right now, and that weird thing might actually be a good thing because I'm feeling like Felix might either end up playing false nine or he might end up playing the cam position. That, so that means that, you have to go to four two three one yada yada yada. We will. Or see. we can still go to four three three. Yeah. But but yeah. I think right now, and we're gonna touch on this. We're gonna touch on this next. Right, because some certain person has not signed a new contract, and they are sort of looking at other possibilities and other options because they can't wait at the moment. Right? Is it Payson Pound? Mason Mount. Yeah. Real quick, you mm-hmm. guys got to do away with this guy. I'm, I I have seen him play. I know Mason Mount system player. He comes in. Mm-hmm. Everybody is used, but my goodness, he is god awful. He, he's just gotten he's gotten worse, and it's like the form has gotten even worse. Yeah. Right? It's not even it's not even about just the form. Look, 
I don't, you don't need a guy who's going to do stepovers. You don't need a guy who's going to do all these. He's my ideal type of player. Yeah. But you need a guy that has the good IQ. Yeah. And I think sometimes in the game, I've seen him, the lack of vision, mm-hmm. the lack of... Because uh, these things impact your IQ. If you don't yeah. have good vision, you don't have good awareness. Absolutely. And it has been horrible mm-hmm. uh, watching him just do that. So I honestly think you guys got to get rid. Man, there was... got to get rid. There was a ge- uh, was the game, the Fulham game, when he when Jao first played. Mm. Mounts, oh, Mounts yeah. could have laid that ball straight. Oh, yeah, I remember. But I don't... So, I see, I'm not... I'm not under, the math is not math then. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It, it's, I'm not understanding this because this motherfucker... The ball that he played in the Champions League final. Yes. But that's that's the reason. See, this is where now the level of coaching comes into play. Yes. So a good coach of that level, where has a good structure and a good pattern, they can they, they drill these things into mm-hmm. them every time, will unlock those moments from those type of players. Because it's like, well, if you go in this area... I want Havertz or whoever is in the forward line to make this diagonal run and attack this area uh, for the center backs, mm-hmm. between the center backs. I still remember that goal clear. Yeah. Because I remember how Mount puts it through. Mm-hmm. Havertz gets right through. And he basically kills off two center backs. And Timo and gets then, a beautiful run. Exactly. Timo makes the, 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 decoy, the, run. the decoy run. Mm-hmm. And then the next minute, you see the goalkeeper coming out, yeah. bang, the rest yeah. is history. Mm-hmm. That is the key. Yeah. And, if you and, have a good manager that can bring that out of you every single day, that's not an issue. So now, basically, so since he doesn't have that ma- that type of manager now, he, I think he's got to go. I think if he, I think Graham Potter needs to work with him. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think he individually isn't good enough for what he's asking for, mm. and that's where I would get rid of him. Yeah. If a guy like I, same thing was with Rashford. Rashford was asking for ridiculous wages. He might get it now, mm-hmm. but he was asking for something ridiculous. And I was saying, look, this guy is not worth the money. Sell him the PSG. Let mm-hmm. him go there. Now he's he's doing well. Yeah. But if Ten Hag goes, who is Rashford? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and can Rashford replicate that form? Now, I, I mean, for England, I think he can do that because yeah. England... There's a lot... A lot of those players like him and the way he plays. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I think England needs him. Yeah, it's yeah. not... England works well for a guy like Rashford, yeah. right? With a team like United where everybody scouts you every bloody day, right? So same thing with Mount. They scouted him and then he just doesn't get those opportunities anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's where patterns come in for these players so that they can work with them. And then you say, okay, hey, decoy run, this yeah. type of movement. Here's your option A, option B, option C. And you break it. And then you do it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I want us to kind of move a little bit quick here because now we're pushing for time. Uh, what else do we got? Um, so we've covered we've covered everything real quick. The last thing we want to cover, Jao Felix's game against Fulham. That game we were talking about this earlier before the the thing started. Mm-hmm. I've been telling you, man, Felix is my boy. Felix is my guy. After I saw that game, yeah, I just knew it. I was like, we should have gone for this kid. This kid could be the difference between you guys, like finishing. 10th mm-hmm. or finishing top four, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He, you, could, you guys could go on a crazy run because yeah. of the type of talent he brings and his vision, his awareness. He made it, I mean, his awareness wasn't great, if you want to call it that, because he got the red card, right? Yeah. But his vision, the way he plays, man, technique on the ball. Yeah, he's mint. 
He's mint. He's mint. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so gassed, and I'm so upset that United never went for him. Really, I am so upset we never did, and I'm glad. Like I'm glad everybody else gets to see it in one game. Mm-hmm. What sucks is we didn't get to see more of it because he got the red he got, card. He got he yeah. got the red card. But, but he's back next week, right? He's back. He's next back, week. and I want to see more of that kid because and my goodness, and it's against Fulham. Is it? Oh <laughs> shit! Part two. So there you go. Return, there you man. go. Don't get another red card though. Yeah, yeah. Don't get it. <laughs> um, okay, that ends the Chelsea uh, piece. Um, yeah, we're running for time here, so we're gonna go into quick fire items. Liverpool. Liverpool getting their ass whooped, man. Yeah, man. They played against Brighton today. Yeah, um, they're not looking good. They need they need massive reinforcements, and it seems like Jude Bellingham is the guy. They're not bringing the anybody in. Jude Bellingham will absolutely make their their midfield yeah. stronger again. Mm-hmm. They said in the summer. But 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 I still think they missed the big opportunity. I think Liverpool should stop doing this Bellingham thing. Pay what a hundred mil? What is it that Borussia want now? I think 120 or I, I think Liverpool should have taken that money, split it in half, get McAllister mm-hmm. and get Moises Caicedo. You have cleaned up your midfield by just doing that. I think I think but I don't think they were gonna sell McAllister and Caicedo all at the same time. For the right money, they will sell. <laughs> I guess and, so. and Brighton Scouting, they will find Oh, they have they have Billy Gilmore. Oh yeah, Bill Gilmore. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, there you yeah, go. Billy there. there you go. So he can play more then. Yeah. And and it's funny that we're mentioning Brighton because Brighton's our next topic. But I would go for those two guys because that yeah. Thiago Alcantara can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. Fabinho, I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Um the Henderson, he's Henderson is okay. He's a yeah. good captain, but he's not technically gifted. He just kicks well, runs well, and that's it. Manchester- I, I, like I wouldn't mind a uh, Henderson back in the day was on our team when we actually you know were building something. Yeah. But Henderson on this team right now is just not good enough for for what you need. Like he's, he's yeah he's he's done. He's spent good. He's the surplus. Milner the surplus should not be there. Now. Yeah. Milner now they play him as a right back. Yeah. But he's a midfielder that's mm-hmm. playing as a right back, right? The day they lost Gini Gini Wildadom Gini Wildadom. I think that was when. There was issues, mm-hmm. and they needed to go get the right type of players to support them. They got Arthur. Yeah, they don't want to play Arthur. I don't even know if they sent him back alone if he's injured, mm-hmm. right? They 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 don't use him anymore. Yeah. Um, and then Curtis Jones and what's the other guy? Harry El- Elliott isn't meeting up to expectations. So yeah. they they sucks sucks Harvey Elliott's dick so much. <laughs> Harvey Elliott is a very good midfielder. But he's not a top four he's midfielder. He's reminding me of another Mason Mount. <laughs> yeah, he's not a top four midfielder. He's a good midfielder, but he's not a top four midfielder. Don't mm-hmm. bring him in to to. He's not going to win you anything. Yeah, and he might maybe in the future, but he needs different type of players, and that's where you get Moises Caicedo to come in. Yeah, and that's where McAllister. But if you get Jude Bellingham, mm-hmm. Bellingham is one. You've paid, you spent one twenty million on one yeah. when you could have spent sixty sixty on two. This is the same problem with thing with you guys with Chelsea. I think you guys could buy two, mm-hmm. but you're buying one. But I'm gonna rest my case. I think McAllister is one of the most underrated midfielders out there. Yeah. And I honestly think Argentina would not have won the World Cup if that guy wasn't there. Yeah. He was the final piece of the puzzle for them, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why they won this World Cup. I don't think uh, so. Uh, Chelsea. I don't think we're we're just buying one midfielder. I think we're gonna buy three eventually. We will see, but yeah. if you but pay for have, Enzo, and then if you, if you pay for Enzo, and then these guys just come in, FFP yeah. come in and lock you guys down. Yeah, we're not buying any extra midfielders. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. But the thing is, if we sign Dennis, Dennis is already the fastest midfielder in the entire fucking prem right now. 
with Last the fastest speed. Who cares? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's what it is. Casemiro is the best DM right now. <laughs> um, so we'll go on. The next piece, Brighton. Uh, Mitoma. Mitoma is on crack. something else. This guy, do you see his goal against Liverpool? He's on crack, bro. Oh, man. He absolutely ripped those guys to shreds. Yeah. He is something else. Wasn't he just playing university ball like a couple years ago? I don't know, man. He might, he might have been part of the Blue Lock Project in Japan, but who knows? This I guy. Be no, it's, it's an anime. It's uh, manga. It's not uh, real. <laughs> but yeah, this guy is something else. Um, and the Zerbi, I want to just give this guy kudos. He's mm-hmm. losing players left, right, and center. The whole Trissard thing, Trissard mm-hmm. forcing to move out. Moises Caicedo begging people to come save him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and he just keeps the wheels moving. Mm-hmm. And Brighton, in fact, have scouted new players yeah. that are ready to come in and supplement the open. Yeah. Yeah. They they've got they've always had a good recruitment system. Always had a good recruitment. Even when Chelsea took their recruitment. They still they have still a have good, yeah, good because they have the blueprints yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um Sully March is converting and he's scoring. Yeah. Um Lanana Sully, is still Sully. getting injured, but they have replacements in that, that come in and support them. They got Billy Gilman. They have no not Billy Gilman, somebody else that uh, came in for, for Lalana. Mm-hmm. But they have such a solid unit and Welbeck is doing his job. Deserve yeah. I give him a lot of credit. I'd love to see them win something. Mm-hmm. Um, if United don't win the FA Cup, I'd love it to be Brighton, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to see them, or maybe Newcastle, but we're competing directly now with Newcastle, so yeah. I don't want them to win shite. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe Brighton. So Brighton, I'd love to see them do it if yeah. we don't do it. No, but I would, they look I would, really good. I would love to see Newcastle win something, man. It would be nice, but still, Brighton. Um, so the... <laughs> Uh, another quick thing. So moving on, we've talked about Brighton. Who else? By the way, did you know Newcastle signed Anthony Gordon? Oh, did they? Did they complete? Yeah, today. that guy's whack, man. Today He's not that good. Him. I mean, at the end of the day, apparently they attacked him or something, and he had to drive somewhere else after the one of the games. They what? Yeah, he was uh, the Everton, Everton fans have been going on a mad thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 put, they put one or two owners in the head. Like, yeah, they, they were. They, okay, we'll save that for when we get to Frank Lampard. They, they've been, they've been on a mad thing, and they think they're better than they are. They're not, uh, for starters. These guys were the same people who fought to get Frank Lampard in the club when there was another coach that uh, Moshi is it Moshi? I can't remember what his name is. Was looking at yeah, yeah, the guy, they, the guy from uh, Portugal. They yeah. they fought to get Frank Lampard instead, mm-hmm. and and then Frank Lampard did not do that great of it. He wasn't better than Rafa Benitez, which I was calling. I was like, Benitez is not very good, but Benitez will get you results when you need them. Mm-hmm. Frank Lampard, yes, he will get you results now, but eventually you will fire him because he's not good enough. Anyway, they paid the price. So these Everton fans put this dude on a headlock, and then now they. <laughs> Anthony Gordon was trying to get home and then they swarmed his car uh, because they were like, oh, you know, you like, leave, you want to leave, leave you want to leave us when we're on a on a rough patch or they, blah, blah, blah. emotional disguises. Oh, my God. So, they've done that and then now, obviously, the kid's deal now is fine because I, was expect- I wasn't expecting his deal to go through that early. I was mm-hmm. expecting like, oh, uh, there's still more work needed to be done yeah. and then all of a sudden it looks like it went through. Lampard wasn't even playing him that much, eh? Yeah, Lampard stopped playing him. Yeah. But Lampard, see, look, you guys were about to pay seventy five million for this dude at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Lampard saved y'all. 
<laughs> Lampa was like, yeah, he's 100 mil. And then he was like, nah, we're not going for this Lampa guy. Still loves Chelsea. <laughs> you know, this guy is 25 million at best. <laughs> I've been saying it. Yeah. But everybody keeps saying, oh, he's 70 mil. It's I don't know how much he went for. Premium and shit. If, yeah, we have to check that I, out. How much dude, it is, it is. Let me find out. It is, it is Premier League fans who think that the world revolves around England. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. The, the best teams are in Spain. Okay, if you guys want to know, and this is historically, we have historical Don't say data. That too loud, Nico is gonna start the, getting horny. The best teams <laughs> are in Spain. Let's just be real. Champions League, mm-hmm. Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. Europa League, Sevilla, uh, Villarreal. You put them up against English teams, good English teams. They tend to perform better. The best teams are in Spain. It is not in England. England just has money because they market it like the NFL. That is the difference. They make the pitches tighter. We're watching. We're watching French league right now. Mm-hmm. Look at how far the pitches are. Uh, the the stands are away from the pitch. In England, they make the pitches tighter. They find ways to create these packages so that fans could will want to buy season tickets and renew on like nonstop. Like it's an addiction, mm-hmm. right? Football is on crack in England. That is what it is. It has a lot of diversity. And that diversity helps them. Because what does it do? It brings the best players from all over the world. I won't say the best players, but it brings variety of players from all over the world that comes to England. And because of that, because of that, people love the English league more than they have love any other league. 40 million. Well, 40 million. That's crazy. He's mm-hmm. not worth that. Anthony Gordon is not worth that. So... This is why people always say England is the best league. The best league is Spain. Spain dominates in, in, in European Cups. They dominate. They have the most cups. They have the most trophies. And no matter how much an English man or an English fan or an English or Barclays Premier League fan spins it, Spain has the best, the best of the best teams. So people need to just cut it out. Um, Frank Lampard, finally he's got the sack. <laughs> I was right. I was right. It's okay. I won my bets <laughs> last season. <laughs> I was right. Save the ass for relegation. <laughs> I was right. This guy was going to get the sack. He's not good enough. I, so, there's a lot of things with this. Uh, oh, with here, this comes, here comes the, okay. the guy on the payroll for Frankie. <laughs> I, <laughs> wish, much, I, wish, I wish I was on the payroll Yo, for Frankie. Frank Lampard, if you're listening to this episode, Damn. please play, pay Victor some money. This guy has me, been bro. defending you. Even when it was so obvious, you are not good enough. <laughs> no, bro, I think, honestly, man, I, I think this guy has just been fucking unlucky, man. Unlucky. Like, if, if, you, look, if you look at it, this motherfucker never really had his, uh, his finisher for like five, four, five, three, four, five games. Then why didn't he ask for a finisher instead of uh, Onana and Gay? He did ask for a finisher. But he wanted Luka Jovic. They didn't go and buy him. They bought somebody then else. Then he should have told them, don't give me gay. Give me Luka Jovic. The issue, the issue is just like what's, what was happening, what is still happening with Manchester United because the fucking board is stupid, right? They, they should have they made these changes long fucking time ago. Right when Lampard wanted players, they should have given him the players that he wanted. But but Lampard never came out. Look, let me tell you one thing. Scott Parker came out and said these players are not good enough to be in the Premier League. He got the sack. Yeah. <laughs> but where's Scott Parker now? Where is he? At Club Brugge. 
okay, and they are sick. in the Champions League. Yeah. yeah so true. there you go. Like, look, Gladbrook doesn't hold a candle to some of the Barclays Premier League teams. Mm-hmm. But they're in the Champions oh, League. Oh, fucking hell. They're in the Champions League. Yeah. Scott Parker, <laughs> what, a, what a move. Mm. If you are serious about your club and you say, hey, I want a striker, call it out. These players are not good enough for this league. Yeah. If they sack you, you say, well, I told them they were not good enough for this league. Conte, Jose Mourinho, make, make uh, uh, what they call it? A living. A living off of this. <laughs> yeah. They will tell you straight up, these players are not good enough for me. Buy me players. Buy me players. Yeah. And if you don't buy them players, they come up and say, it's not my fault. But I think, I think at, at, at like... Obviously, Lampard is trying to, you know, he's he's bring trying to bring something where it's like a little different, right? But I think at some point he did kind of like hint and be like, not good enough, not good enough, and he didn't try to hint nothing. Look, Frank Lampard is not a good manager. Okay, he's not a good manager. Maybe he might be a good coach, maybe a decent coach, maybe he can coach teams and he can coach players and he can do this. He's not a. You have to manage a squad. You have yeah. to manage a squad to success. And part of managing is also managing those above you. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to manage, that's what the best managers do. Yeah. They know how to like make it look like they are the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Salanitana, for example, they fired their manager. A week after, they rehired him back. Why? <laughs> because he told them, I'm the best you got. Yeah. You guys haven't got nothing else. You guys, this is me. You need me. Frank Lampard don't have that clout. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to do stuff like that. He doesn't, and 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 you only learn that through experience. You don't, you don't, you, you pick your projects well. Yeah, yeah. I get where you're coming from. Like, oh, he's been unlucky. He picked the wrong project. Blah blah blah. Whose fault is that? Look, everybody could tell you everything's not the place to go to right now. They're they're Where's firing inside? managers left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. They got rid of um, what Rafa. is that guy? Marco. Uh, uh, Marco Silva, the, Roberto Martinez, mm-hmm. Ronald Koeman, Rafa Benitez. They keep thinking that they're above everybody else when they're not. Mm. They're, they're not. The old days. They're still, they still think that, hey, we're, we're better than this. Mm-hmm. Fair, it's good to challenge up. But, you know, then they got Ancelotti. Ancelotti be, was a steal. But then Ancelotti was like, look, Madrid calls. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay with you guys. Yeah. It's not that good. <laughs> so he left. <laughs> he left. Please. Right? But the, then, the peace sign, but like but the black you, guy you, the gift. yeah, you, <laughs> you, but you see the results right that he was getting. Yeah, it shows he's a good, he's a good manager, because all of a sudden he brought in guys like James Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. How can you believe James Rodriguez coming over to Everton? Mm-hmm. Impossible. Like you, you see all these type of things. If you are a manager that has clout, you can get these kind of resources, mm-hmm. right? Lampard don't have none of that. I won't say that. I know. He, I know he has clout, but the yeah, guys, he has clout. But then the clout he's calling. But the nobody, players. nobody's trying to come to that fucking club, bro. Oh no, no, left everybody else to come over to him. Yeah. Did you so, did you see Dan Juma? I haven't seen him yet. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Dan Juma left Villarreal to go back to Everton. Why? Yeah. So he, I mean, go back to England to, and come to Everton. Yeah, he Why? was gonna go to Everton, but then Frank Lampard got fired. Oh, so he's not going. So the the the, the signing was so close to happening. He was oh. about to go get his medical, right? And he heard the news. Lampard had been fired. He My quit. nigga is like, I'm out. Yo. He went to, he went straight to Tottenham. 
Tottenham signed him. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's funny. Tottenham signed him. So there you go. But like, look, man, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you right now, like, Lampard wasn't it. I think what does Lampard need? He I'm going to tell you. He needs to go out of the country. He, no. He needs to go alone. Lampard, before he goes, he needs to look at some good projects mm-hmm. where there's stability, where there's some good options for him. Mm-hmm. And he now needs to take his opportunity and go there. Yeah. I will look at the French League. We're watching the French League right now. We're watching Olympic Lyonnais against AJ as Ajaccio. Yeah. Right? Look at teams. Look at options. Where's stability? How did the companies, how did the ownership run the clubs? Mm-hmm. Do they back their guys? What kind of what kind of market are they looking for players? Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. He needs to go there. Yeah. Right? And then from there, what else does he need to do? He now needs to now pick the right project for him mm-hmm. and then figure it out. Some of these guys love England too much. You yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. foreign, right? Yeah. Get out of England. Mm-hmm. Just get out. Go learn. Go go elsewhere. Go go to the see what the French side is doing. Mm-hmm. Go see what the Italian side is yeah. doing. Go see what the the Spanish side is doing. I think the Italian would right? be nice for him. Or even the German league. Like bro. yeah, German league. Go there. Go to all these leagues and see what else they've got for them, mm-hmm. right? Try your luck elsewhere, right? That's that's my own recommendation for yeah. guys. Pick your projects well. I always feel like um, contractors, like footballers and coaches, mm-hmm. are like actors. For example, I don't know if you've been following what has been happening in the D.C. world with Henry Cavill. You might not be. Mm-mm. But this guy played Superman. Yeah. He oh, played, yeah, oh he yeah, played, he played, he's no longer Superman. He's no longer right? Superman, but yeah. he plays Superman under one of the worst it's directors. Not, it's not Michael you know? B. Jordan. Uh, no, it's not Michael B. Jordan. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it's not. No, it's Michael B. It Jordan. It's not Michael B. Jordan. But yeah, <laughs> uh, so he, he trust me, I follow, I'm following this thing very closely. It's Are not you? Michael B. Jordan. Whoever you're getting your sources from are all liars. But he played Superman, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, what ended up happening, he played it under... Horrible directors. Yeah. And they gave us some of the worst movies we've watched in for, for Superman. Mm-hmm. I, what ended up happening when he came back? They fired him. They were like, we don't want you. Why? Because you you had a bad project and you are kind of residues from that bad project. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. If you're if you're a direct, I mean, if you're a coach, if you're a player, pick good projects. Don't pick shite projects. Pick good projects projects yeah um is that all we got for today oh man we got to touch on italy oh italy you know what let's leave italy for another section i think italy will be will be a fun one to cover maybe midweek or next week will be nice to kind of cover that um i want us to talk about italy a little bit more but mm-hmm. juventus if you guys were living on the rug juventus minus 15 points um, for scamming the world. <laughs> Again. <laughs> they, they've been lying to investors about their funds and all this stuff and money owed to players, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they've been dealt at 15 points. Um, and they're basically out of the title race. But Napoli looks like they're going to win win, win this title. And mm-hmm. I hope they do. Napoli, I'm rooting for Napoli. I want to see them win it. And they Victor Osimhen is him. Victor Osimhen. I will love Victor Osimhen to come over to Manchester United. I will love it. I think I deserve it. <laughs> like deserve it. I will love like it. Deserve it. I, I will love mm-hmm. it. I think I deserve it for Manchester United and the rest of everybody. But we'll see. Um, did you hear this news actually? You know, I know we're kind of rushing it quick, but do you hear this news? Harry Kane does not want to play for Manchester United. He doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, oh. but, but I'm surprised at this because 
I mean, I'm not surprised. It's Harry Kane. He bottles everything. But why doesn't he want to play for Man U? Apparently, he doesn't want to play for Manchester United because he just doesn't. He wants to sign a new contract with Tottenham again. Oh, so he wants to be a legend in Tottenham and not and end up and with zero, zero trophies. What unless, is unless maybe career. unless maybe Conte gets him going. I don't I don't know because Conte has been in there like this is like his well his year and a half ish. Anyway, that's right? a club designed. With failure at his, <laughs> <laughs> at his helm, and this guy because is the, the poster owner. boy for failure. <laughs> so, so imagine, imagine they come out and win everything next. Nah, season. they don't win everything Shit. next season. Unless it would be crazy. Uh, they're not winning. Conte it. just needs his players, man. That's, he just needs he which just, players. He just needs his players. Conte, Conte, Conte <laughs> cries about everything. Conte, Conte could get. Conte is a madman. We already yeah, know that. Conte could get. The greatest center back ever, yeah. Sergio Ramos, on his team, and he will still complain that he needs players. Oh yeah, he can get Skernia. Oh, I would, com- I would complain if I have Sergio Ramos in my fucking team. Sergio Ramos is a goat. Um, you know, <laughs> and he will complain. Conte does. Conte complains about everything. Yeah, it's yeah. just Tottenham That's are are synonymous with failure, and yeah. they will consistently fail because the the board is not serious. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it because Conte wants. As soon as Conte leaves. They're not going to back nobody else. Mm-hmm. All right, fuck off. Like, figure it out. We have good players on there. Um, but I, I do hope Conte wins something. I do like Conte. And I, yeah. I think a lot of people, he's very underrated and people just hate him because of his I hope style. I hope he wins something. But the thing is, I also don't because he's yeah, a fucking Tottenham. Um, on your hand, going back, Victor Seaman, yeah. the Napoli put a price tag of 140 mil. mil. Yeah. Nobody's worth that money. But I would gladly pay for <laughs> Yo, how nice, how nice is it to say that a Nigerian boy is at the top of his fucking game right now, bro? I, I love it. I want him to win something. Yeah. That's he it. Needs, he like, needs to win something. He needs to secure like you can talk about it whatever. Looks, it it looks like right now it's yeah. looking like they will secure that fucking Syria. I, I hope they do. Some, they're, they're 15 points up, right? Is it 15 or 12 points? Yeah, yeah, they're close something to that. Like that. Samuel Eto was, in my opinion, arguably uh, the greatest African player that I've ever seen play. Mm-hmm. Um, and he won everything that he could win. Yeah. Champions Leagues, leagues. Yeah, he's, you couldn't, he's you couldn't, you couldn't argue. I hated them all the time, but you couldn't argue yeah. that this guy was, in my opinion, one of, uh, if not the greatest African football player mm-hmm. of all time. So, Victor Simon has got to follow that route. He's got to win things. Yeah. He's got if he's got to, if he doesn't win it with Napoli this year, I don't know when he will. So should he win it? Should he win it and then leave? Absolutely. And he go. should win it and then leave and find a club that where he can win more. And that is Manchester United because we're back on the up and we we need him. <laughs> I I'm thirsty for this dude. Every single okay, pause there for a bro, second. But bro, every single bro. time I always imagine, said like imagine Victor Simon with Joe Felix. Nah Drake. man, nah. bro, the nah. goals. Yo, I will stop the watching goals. the league. It's like how I stopped watching. Well, the somebody league right needs now. to fucking compete with these niggas, bro. Like Yo. you got Haaland fucking. By the way, we but, didn't even touch but, on Haaland. No, we don't need to because Haaland is just great. That geezer is a fucking it, robot. But if he doesn't win, what what is the point? Yeah, you, have to, you have to win. win. You, you got to win. Maybe he wins in the Champions League this year. I think which so. would be disgusting. But I think if he so does, because because he's looking like that guy that they have missed. I know, right? In those type of games, but yeah. it's only if Pep overthinks it. Yeah, yeah. If Pep overthinks it and decides, you know what? I only Haaland for this game. I need to play false nine. Pepper's already switched <laughs> up your system, so so he yeah, no Haaland is Haaland is phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, so we we need we need Vito. I want Vito Suman in United so bad. If we get this guy, mm-hmm. man, 
The future is bright. I think the fact that they're playing um uh Julian Alvarez right now in as the as the backup role, I think somebody will come for him pretty soon. No, nobody will come for him. I think Alvarez is in it for the long run. Alvarez understands his role, mm-hmm. and I think he's in it for the long run, and I think he'll be dumb to go somewhere else. He should stay there. Until he, he wins he, something. He would never he would never get another better learning opportunity in his mm-hmm. career than what he's getting now. Yeah. He should he should be comfortable coming off the bench. And then in two, three years, then if he wants to make the move, like Gabriel Jesus, yeah. he can do that. But he should stay there. That's yeah. my advice to Alvarez. If you're listening to this episode, Julian, stay there. You've won the World Cup. The next step for you is league titles. The next step for you is Champions League. Don't yeah. worry. Stay where you are. Win some things. Then get the hell out. Mm. Um, the, other, the other thing, too. Speaking of uh, Roberto Martinez. Yeah. He's Portuguese. Portugal. People are saying this guy is going to ruin the next generation of the Portugal. Uh, I don't think so. It's weird. I don't think I don't think I, Martinez is going to ruin. Thank it. you for saying this because I I don't think so either. Yeah. I think he's going to start benching Bruno Fernandes yeah. and telling him, "Look, you're not a real number 10. You're just a waster of the football." Mm-hmm. And then play somebody like Jao Felix in 10. Yeah. Because that team is so stacked. Mm-hmm. Stacked for talent. And then I hope he I hope he tells Ronaldo, "I'm sorry, man." Oh, I think Ronaldo's done, bro. Paruto povo, leave this country, bro, because you know, start learning Japanese, buddy. Because that's where. Have you seen those memes? <laughs> start learning Chinese, buddy. Oh man! Oh my God! Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, look, I I think I I I honestly think he should make that move. Mm-hmm. It would be the best thing for um uh, for his team. Just get rid of him. Phase him out. Yeah. You're not going to win a World Cup with this guy. I don't care what anybody says. Or, He's done. Or He's what finished. you can do is just keep him on the side. Ronaldo would not listen. Look, yeah. everybody likes to say keep him on the side. Ronaldo will He's, not sit on the sideline yeah. and be quiet. Mm-hmm. His sister will tweet. Mm-hmm. His cousins will write novels on their Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. It just would never end. Yeah. Just get rid of him. Tell him we love you. You've done everything for us. Would you accept a role on the bench? No, then fuck off. Like, like seriously. Imagine, imagine if they fucking win the next World Cup and fucking run. And run <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <it's not there. laughs> Yo, Yo, that would be wild, man. That would be wild. And I can actually see it. I can actually see it. They everybody would say, everybody would say, have a golden squad. But I actually think this is why. Do you know why I think this deal is good? I actually don't think this is good for what people think. Um, I mean, for what you're saying, it is. I mm-hmm. think. Roberto Martinez has a 75% chance of bottling this. Yeah. I actually think he yeah. does. He's going to ruin this generation. You think so? I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hear me out. I think a lot of people, a lot, I think a lot of people will, will misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. He will ruin this generation in the sense that they're not going to win anything with him. Uh-huh. But I think what the, the Portuguese FA did was smart. They gave him a two-year contract mm-hmm. up until the next Euros. Okay. So he, they, they'll test because, because what happens if he fails? Yeah. Guess who's waiting on the sideline? Mourinho. Exactly. Mourinho could not leave Roma yeah, where yeah. they are right now. Yeah. Mourinho, Mourinho has believed in this project mm-hmm. and he's going to see it through until his contract runs out. Man. He's probably going to tie it to when Roberto Martinez's uh, contract runs out. Uh-huh. And if Roberto Martinez fails, Mourinho will take the helm and take them to the World Cup. Watch this. 
Can you imagine yeah. the amount of fucking ball we're gonna see? That <laughs> <the ball. laughs> and that will secure them the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Because this guy yeah. with that team, oh my god, he does friends did it, you know. Exactly. Like Portugal can do because it. he he Mourinho has the players for moments. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the system for for Patterns of play, okay. long term. He if, has the he has the, the the players for moments. If if that happens, if that happens, and Mourinho goes goes to the World Cup with them, I would say the final will be Germany against Portugal. That'll be sick. Um, yeah, that'll be sick. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. But I'm going, I'm just going to tell you right now. This is the plan that the Portuguese FA has mm-hmm. set up. Yeah, they have been planned. They cooked this well cooked. Fucking meal. <laughs> they wait because I said everybody's like, oh, they're gonna yeah. Roberto yeah. Matias has seventy five percent chance of uh, of ruining <laughs> that generation, <laughs> but he doesn't. Yeah, because in two years, if he doesn't perform, they get him out, mm-hmm. and then Mourinho will come in. Mourinho's tournament base. Oh yeah, that's it. That's he's just gonna sit down there, and Mourinho's always wanted the job. Yeah, yeah. He's just right now. He's like, I can't. Roma is my Mourinho, last yeah. big job, mm-hmm. and then I'm gone. If he wins mm-hmm. something with Roma. He's out. I'm hearing that he wants a third stint at fucking Chelsea. Nah, he doesn't want a third stint at Chelsea. He wants Portugal. Because he's mad that fucking nah. Roma's boy is not spending the put on players. No, no, it's not. It's not. But it's Roma. They don't have money. Yeah. It's Italy. They don't have money in Italy. Mm-hmm. Once this, this whole thing is done, he would he would respect father time. Yeah. Grand, no, not father. Grandpa time. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go with Portugal. You guys watch this space. All right, guys. I believe that's it. My arms are tired. I've been holding this phone for the last uh, God knows how long. And that was a long-ass episode. Mm-hmm. 140. But uh, we thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. The Calgary Bulls Football Podcast is back. <laughs>